0: to bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and good day, Magnificent Podcast family. What a privilege to be with you as always Sending you a massive hug through the airwaves. We have another fantastic episode of the show for you today. We have none other than Laura Eisenhower on the show today, and we are talking about government treaties with extraterrestrials, exopolitics, and humanity's ascension. Uh, you're gonna have to bring your salt with this one, take it with a grain of salt. Um, it is a very mind blowing episode. I invite you to do your own research, see what you can do to corroborate stories, uh, where the rabbit hole leads you. But we discussed some really interesting topics in this episode, and she is very well-equipped to share these things because she is President Dwight... Eisenhower's great great granddaughter so she obviously has a little bit of a different upbringing and experience than most of us do so she talks about her unique upbringing uh, what it's like to be programmed like how we can program society understanding junk DNA activating higher DNA um, potential galactic wars we talk about the divide and conquer technique the treaty between aliens and humans and uh, how that's affected our governments Uh, her view on abductions the work of the, the person valiant Thor so we do a little research on him, Stanton Friedman, um, how you can discern the truth and how you can kind of navigate all of this really interesting disclosure stuff, ETs, exopolitics, depending on how far you are down the rabbit hole and uh, how Laura kind of discerns her information as well. Uh, We talk about Earth as a grand central station for galactic civilizations, uh, allowing advanced technologies to be spread to Earth and so much more. A lot of these topics I've looked at, I study a lot of this stuff on my own. I have credible guests on who I think have something to, to share like Laura and then I kind of piece things together and I see what fits for me and what's kind of being corroborated and what's being verified through multiple sources and uh, just try to make my best guess because I have no idea what the heck is going on and I think I may have an understanding but who freaking knows every time I get a new piece of information um, it allows me to confirm a story or sometimes blows up something that I thought but either way this is an absolutely entertaining and informative podcast I know that you are going to love it so uh, I also had the honor to be on Laura's show as well and uh, you know connect more with her and her work and what she's doing just to, tr- to try to discover the truth just like me so um, yeah I know you're going to enjoy this episode if you like it please take a screenshot share on Instagram tag me at Matt Belair share on Facebook share on Reddit and social sites um, do anything you can to promote it really helps you can leave a review in iTunes please take a moment to leave a review in iTunes they help tremendously with rankings and getting the word out there also Patreon if you go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Air, and even toss a dollar in the bucket every month. It really helps tremendously to get the word out there. So please consider doing that. It helps uh, a great deal. But the most important thing that you can do if you want to support the show is do one kind act for another human being today. Uh, do one action, one actual kind act. Listen to someone, send a kind note, let someone in in traffic, get a person's name. Just do one kind act today is the greatest way that you can support this podcast. I want to also thank My sponsor for this episode, Ned, full-spectrum CBD and hemp products. Full-spectrum hemp, I should say. We did an amazing podcast a while back, The Power of CBD and Hemp. It's episode 272. Take a listen to that by uh, Adrian. And Rhett, these guys are amazing. They're doing business the right way. This is hand packed or hand picked premium hemp. It's small batch. The farm is legit. You can, you know, they they took so long to find the farm. It's fully transparent, so you can even show up. They give you the address. They're definitely doing business the right way. So check them out. You can go to helloned.com. And if you're interested in any of their stuff, if you use the checkout code CBD Power, you can get a 15% discount on your first order. They sent me some stuff it's amazing and uh just grateful for the way they're doing business grateful to have them as a sponsor so check them out Uh, let them know that i sent you and uh, that you support their work and uh, just all around good guys love what they're doing so what else do i got going on oh yeah for those of you guys who are interested in coaching and you're really wanting to learn about mindset peak performance living your life purpose you know getting to your peak potential hit me up i am happy to help out I am doing a few separate programs depending on what your goals are, as well as for organizations and teams. So if you're interested in any of the stuff that we're talking about, consciousness, peak performance, mindset, spirituality, living your life purpose, and you want some support getting to where you want to be, or even designing that future, that's where we start. And you can design it quicker and easier than you think by going through a process. And this process has been done by hundreds of people, uh, thousands of people in different ways and 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 similar ideas but once you go through that process you get very very clear on what it is that's most important to you and then an action plan to actually create that life that you've designed on your own terms so if you're interested in anything like that hit me up matt matt at zenathlete.com and happy to help you out so i think that's it uh thank you guys so much for for joining me for another episode let's come to a state of peace and coherence before we dive in so wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing Take in a deep breath in through your nose, hold that breath, and just let it out slowly, filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, inspiration, empowerment, energy, and ready to take on this incredible episode with Laura Eisenhower. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a global alchemist, researcher, and intuitive astrologist. She is an internationally acclaimed speaker who has presented her work worldwide. She is the great-granddaughter of President Dwight David Eisenhower, and she reveals exopolitical information about his administration that has been largely held in secrecy. She is considered by many to be one of North America's leading researchers on health, exopolitics, alchemy, metaphysics, and galactic history. She works to free us from the 3D holographic time loop, false arconic systems, and military industrial complex, and exposes hidden agendas so we can take our power back. Welcome to the show, Laura Eisenhower.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here.
0: It's such a treat to have you on the show. We've kind of crossed paths a little bit at Disclosure Fest, I think in, in uh, Washington, and yeah. uh, I've seen your interviews and your work. It's, it's truly amazing. I was saying before we got on the show that your knowledge is incredibly deep. It's vast. It's such a treat to have you on the show. So uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for doing this. And do you want to give the people who may not be familiar with you a little bit about your background, and then we can dive into wherever you want to begin?
1: Yeah, well, uh, gosh. I mean, this really just started my mission, I guess you could call it, just really came into my awareness when I was young, and it had a lot to do with this particular window period we're in. And I was just getting, like, just all these, I guess you could call them downloads, just things coming into me, and I just felt like it was much larger than I could handle as a child. Uh, And it just really um, was interesting because it seemed, you know, the presence of Eisenhower was there, and there was something that I needed to do. And I just spent years processing it. I'm like, what the heck is this? It was confusing enough to even be born into that family. Uh, And, but I felt into something, you know, much deeper related to, you know, ascension and disclosure. I mean, those are almost the two key words. But then the question is, what do those two things mean? And so on the disclosure level, a lot of my work has been about understanding what took place after the Second World War, particularly during his administration, and then tracing it back through just our galactic history to just things that took place a really, really long time ago. And then on a more sort of multidimensional level, just on a soul level, you know, just me personally and, and, and just all this, you know, craziness, you know, what, what, what am I specifically here to bring to the table? And a lot of it has to do with empowering people. One of my favorite studies is just really understanding what junk DNA really is. I uh, use astrology but I use it um, almost like as a doorway to help to liberate us from the Zodiac. Like understanding it as a, as a map that we don't have to stay stuck in. It's almost like Ascension is us lifting out of the Zodiac and all the different elements of the lower octaves of the planetary bodies and just really helping people to uh, emerge. And yeah, cosmic mythologies and kind of going into the underworld and going on this sort of mythical journey that was really hard to... like deal with, trying to go to things like high school and function as a normal human. It was like I was just really pulled out and shown something that was very hard to articulate to people. So it's really surreal to even have a voice and even just be able to breathe and, 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 and share what I do. Uh, one thing that people know me for is I got recruited to go off planet in 2006. And so that really helped me to connect the dots with the exopolitical things going on in Eisenhower's administration, what the roots of that are connected to also you know secret space programs, and just uh, the, the larger sort of war that we're in on consciousness. And so I've been trying to connect dots throughout my whole life to be able to deliver you know some kind of message that I hopefully will help activate a remembrance um, for people. And, and of course, with that comes being in alignment with one's own truth, which can really help to activate what's dormant. And with that, we can come together uh, in more unity and appreciate the diversity that comes along with uh, being able to, you know, create harmony with that.
0: That's amazing. And I can't imagine being born into like that family and that circumstance. And from the research that I've done, it, it seemed like Dwight Eisenhower was involved in a lot of the, Mm, let 's say exopolitics, and for people who don 't know what that is you know that 's off world and, and aliens, and all that kind of stuff, so I want to keep this higher level and so for I invite people to check out some of your interviews and all that stuff, and what i 'd like to get into right away is just of everything that you 've learned growing up and, and having a different perspective, a different upbringing, what do you think is happening on the planet right now on, on a big vast level what 's actually happening here
1: I just think there 's a massive purging going on, so much is coming to the surface. I mean, there's nothing that can take place in the news without so many people like right on top of it saying it's false and this is why it's false. And even if there's a lot of different interpretations of what the news might be, at least people for the most part aren't buying into the official story or the one that's coming through the news. So the fact that we're all debating what the real stories are instead of just taking it all at face value is a really good sign, Uh, particularly with this Epstein thing that we've been seeing, Uh, you know, Nexium and all this stuff connected to child trafficking, pedophilia, all the crimes against humanity, how that links into just satanic ritual abuse and things that took place in our ancient history uh, that have led to this covert shadow, you know, government that's connected not just to secret space programs, but this ritualistic abuse in this uh, attempt to, which they've done pretty well, um, influence the the energy grids and our own DNA in a very compromised and uh, you know, to really compromise us and cause digression. So what I see on the planet is, is a correction of of those reversals, the things that have taken us into uh, digression are being corrected. But of course, we'll always still have stuff breathing down our neck to challenge the next level or phase, right? So I mean, we we hear things about AI, 5G, uh, you know, the the threat of being chipped, and there's always just, you know, kind of something. But as we tackle this as a humanity through awareness, through our ability to have an open mind, to look at all angles of it, and to really be respectful towards each other so that we can build a strong field of unification as we try and sort this stuff out, I just see us you know, kind of rising out of this. But what's very important is we don't allow holes to get poked in us. It's very important that we stay solid with each other because the whole agenda has really been about conquering and dividing us. And the dark technologies impacted the earth grids just to divide the masculine and feminine to keep us from being able to connect with the ether so that circulation of energy has been shut down that's why there's been so much disease and injustice and unwellness and depression and 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 wars um a lot of of course those wars have been set up on purpose but the war mentality lingers because we've been so conditioned to not really be able to count on each other without some sort of thing coming up, some sort of trigger coming up. So I think right now we're really learning how to stand in integrity, how to really come together. And a lot of lessons are coming up because I think people are really facing traumas that are a little bit jarring. Uh, the, the, the level of sensitivity and the level of um, just, you know, hurt that is coming up for people has a lot to do with what's collapsing because what's collapsing, we can't have hidden in our unconscious anymore. So it's being forced out. And Saturn right now is so close to Pluto, it's going to make a direct alignment January 2020. And Pluto, being the planet of death, rebirth, alchemy, and transformation, touching Saturn, which has been keeping us in this like Saturn moon matrix of control, compromise moon, compromise Saturn, patriarchy, is creating this huge uh, uh, opportunity for us to shift and actually embody or connect with the higher octaves of Saturn, which have to do with, you know, self-mastery and overcoming obstacles and working with the law of structure in a way that we can thrive from, where we pick structures and disciplines that help us to thrive instead of be locked into programs that control us and limit us and keep us uh, digressing to the point of merging with this machine type world of, you know, technology where we're not developing spiritually anymore. And the thing is, spirituality has been targeted. It's been so complicated. We forgot this, the simplicity of just things like being authentic and having integrity which, and, and humor and, uh, and also taking a responsibility to help make the world a better place through um, not turning a blind eye to what's being revealed.
0: Yeah, wow, that was a lot there. Well, what what it made me think of on the metaphysical side, on one of the things that I had heard when I was going through all this stuff in the darkness, the real darkness, you know, having uh, Robert David Steele on and and working on um, the International Tribunal for Natural Justice, looking at things like organ harvesting and uh, like sacrifice and really dark stuff. Someone was saying that like humanity is going to have to be aware of all of this dark, systematic craziness that's happening that that's going to have to come to the surface so we can all know what the actual what's actually happening here how actually dark it is so we can process it to move on to another phase and i'm curious your view on the um extraterrestrial influence obviously you believe that that exists and that's here. Some people, you know, believe it and know that it's a real thing. A lot of people are like, oh, do ETs exist? No, they don't. Uh, But if you look at, you know, Majestic 12 documentary, Bob Lazar, unacknowledged. And if you go down all those rabbit holes of Gaia TV and all over the place, there's a lot of things out there. And I'm just curious. From your perspective, what is the influence they're having? Is it a positive influence? Is it a negative influence? And then on a specific question, one of the things that I heard that I'm curious for you going down the rabbit hole was that Dwight Eisenhower made a deal with the off-worlders about uh, their human and extraterrestrial interaction. And do you know anything about that?
1: Yeah, I do, but not so much from family. So I've had to you know, really research it. People wonder if I've been like, kicked out of my family, if I've been ostracized. No, we're very like, close-knit, but we focus on, like, family and just being a family. I mean, this stuff just gets so heavy and intense, and it's just really difficult to get to the bottom of a lot. Um, So, yeah, extraterrestrials. I mean, we have what's called junk DNA, which actually, actually isn't junk. You know, if we were to switch on dormant strands of DNA, it would actually connect us to higher harmonic universes. And those bands of dimensional energy actually hold different races and systems. Uh, So if we like start off in like Lyra, the avatar matrix where we had 12 strand and beyond, you know, here we've stepped down and stepped down. until we're like really functioning on a, a very low level due to a lot of manipulation and being taken advantage of because of the impact that exploded planets have had because they originally held the balance of the masculine and feminine. When something explodes, that fragmentation makes it very easy for a control system to begin to develop and so the negative aspect would be connected to the control agendas and those control agendas use humans and, and certain movements to create, you know, even genocide as we see. And there's been a lot of that, a lot of different holocausts, not just one. And there's just so much history we haven't been told. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's really darn brutal. So these control agendas tend to want to create the war. They tend to be in charge of both sides and they kind of set it up in order to create uh, a weakened state so that we're all sort of traumatized. We're not, you know, coming together in balance. Um, you know, men are off getting their limbs blown off and the divine feminines in the underworld and the, you know, and, and we're all been really vulnerable. And so we got to get out of the blame game. It's not men, it's not women, it's this control system and we're born into it. It's passed down multi-generationally. And so I would say that there are definitely some dark alien entities, arconic energies, things related to Uh, different alliances, we hear about the Draco, negative factions of the Anunnaki, Um, and knowing that not all races are purely negative, there definitely has been uh, this vampiric sort of race that seems to have used a lot of dark technology to the point of compromising themselves, to the point where they need to use us as a food source. And so we could say, you know, is it the beings? Is it the humans? I mean, that's a good question. But, you know, there's that whole loosh thing where negative energy that they try and promote through the news, through certain events like false flags, every time we're about to take a huge leap, something will take place in order to feed these beings um, and the the hybrids connected to them. So it's it, it's kind of complicated. Every once in a while, you know, we, we I think we all have our moments of like, yeah, yeah, I think I got it. And then it's like ugh, a whole nother rabbit hole opens up and, and it's just like exhausting. But um, my presentations, fortunately, have it all sort of worked out over the years. Uh, but yes, there are definitely higher benevolent races. I would say there's much more benevolent than not. When we dealt with these galactic wars and things like you know, explosions and things that really broke that balance, that made it easy for warring races to take advantage of us, just like in our own lives when we're not balanced, if we're fractured, it's very easy for dark forces to attach to us. Um, and that's just sort of kind of the way it, it goes. We're in a free will universe. But I would say the guardian founder races, um, zero point unified field in the, in the first initial guardian founder races that emerged, that seeded life in the time matrix, um, there's a lot that has remained benevolent and some became fallen, right? So there's going to be the fallen and then there's those that have remained in those higher spheres, but it's very similar to ourselves. We have our higher self, but sometimes we're lost in our negative ego, making a muck of our lives, but it doesn't mean we've lost our higher self, it's just a disconnect. And so these agendas have sort of disconnected us from the true source, you know, zero point unified field energy and has created this, you know, the system that has produced religions and, uh, you know, things that we see in politics, hidden aspects, you know, compartmentalism where it's really hard to even know what's going on because, you know, there's so many different levels of it. And then, you know, secret space programs that connect into all these other races. Supposedly some have said that we're interacting with more than 900. I mean, that sounds like a huge number. Coming back to Eisenhower E.T. treaties, there is probably maybe four different races that he made contact with, but they originated before him, and that's where people sort of miss the mark at times. I've done a lot of research that has connected me, um, or connected the dots with things that took place with other world leaders previous to him, and that this is a treaty that was renewed, and by the time it came to him, it was more of a surrender. So we're dealing with, like, dying races that want our help. But they're not necessarily positive or benevolent. But from the perspective of a species, it it one doesn't look at it like that because, you know, if it benefits them, it's positive. If it doesn't benefit us, it doesn't matter because they're not maybe looking out for us in the way that we look out for ourselves. So that's why unification is so important and to understand that we win the war within ourselves and we're part of all these different beings. And they're, you know, on a multidimensional level, we're connected to everything and all of it. So the more benevolent races, I would say. Are much more able to assist us right now because when these explosions happened the andromeda core and the milky way core separated and we got kind of pulled out of our galactic chakras our dna and just a lot of the modification and um engineering of like a lesser form you know came about you know we've been going through death cycles not living very long and uh so to me it's like we're greeting our cosmic immune system we're greeting aspects of our higher self in the form of other races and groups that really are looking out for our ability to stand in our sovereignty stand in our truth and and really figure out how to work with the earth with, you know, technologies that are in harmony with nature. And then there's other beings that I would say are absolutely not out for our best interest. They want to feed on us. They want to use us. We're sort of like a prize caught in the middle. Um, Some want to annihilate us. They see us as just a horrible thing um, because we've been so altered, but The beauty is, is that our greater potential, if we can just step into it and step up to the plate, it's going to change the vibration of the things we attract. Just like we learn and grow through partnerships and relationships. And eventually, yeah, we might have that horrible boyfriend or girlfriend or narcissist freak that's almost ruined our lives. But eventually, maybe we'll meet true love. So if we're dealing with the lower levels, we got to let it teach us. We got to let it help us to grow into the best of ourselves. And then it's going to be a lot more easy to discern and make positive relations with those that don't have a control agenda and aren't here to deceive us and trick us. But if we don't find our internal truth, we won't be carrying a frequency that can see clearly. And so the best thing that we can do is radically be true to ourselves because that is like a tuning fork to noticing truth and being able to discard the things that could be harmful. And it's, of course, a work in progress. We're all working on this, really.
0: Yeah. Wow. Holy crap. You you said a lot there and there's so many directions that I want to go from just personal uh, interest in what I've looked at. As far as the treaty goes, one of the things that I heard was that in this treaty, it was something – around like how many humans could be taken and apparently Russia was uh, very affected by this and that's why Russia is partially the way they are in the world and also the Native Americans having um, lost a good amount of people to abductions. So overall abductions, is that something with like the treaty? When you said surrender, just for clarity, was it like them surrendering to us or us surrendering to them?
1: What I've come to understand is that the treaty originally took, well, okay, so supposedly ETs and governments, and I know that there's a difference between ETs and aliens, so, I mean, it's kind of a, but I, just as a general language, not to get down the specifics, I'm not going to probably say everything perfectly, but supposedly there was relations going on with government and aliens, ETs, uh, in the early 1920s, 1926. Um, The Zephalim supposedly made some sort of contact with our governments And it just things sort of snowballed and began to increase and then we're dealing with these world wars and different like hidden aspects of these, you know, off planet entities and supposedly take it or leave it folks, uh, based on my research, and I've heard it from more than one place, uh, particularly, you know, Lisa Renee from energeticsynthesis.com. I know a lot of people know her and you know, know how amazing her information is and how clear she is. Uh, The treaties began with Aleister Crowley, Churchill, Winston Churchill and hitler and it was when actually the abduction deals were made and that treaty was really established and it got out of control and so in my presentations i bring some of that information in and a little bit about that and you know secret space programs and what the deals were about and sort of the bartering and trading and you know if you allow us to abduct this number of individuals we'll give you this technology in exchange and we'll you know give you these positions of power blah 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 and uh so I think Eisenhower was privy to the ET UFO thing going on during the second world war. I mean, that was definitely very well alive, you know, just with the Nazis and the Antarctica base eventually, and then project paperclip and all the different dynamics there is too much to get into, but basically I I feel with project paperclip, the, the Nazi scientists and And this infiltration took place in the United States and it sort of brought in the energy of those beings and those agreements. And so things like MJ-12 were set up, things like the Jason Scholars were set up, all the three-letter organizations were set up, and these new relations or treaties that were coming in, at that point, we were pushed into a corner because they were sort of waving their technologies, like, look at us, we got this. And even Corey Good talks about it. Um, You know, Truman and Eisenhower were trying to negotiate with the Nazis and it wasn't getting very far and basically they you know had to make some sort of agreement and what i've come to understand that eisenhower some whistleblower that i met in brazil at a conference was giving me all this inside information because he was directly involved with these treaties and with training people on mars and he was saying that it was for peace it was a peace treaty to protect the united states and the reason they might not have agreed with the nordics which was supposedly the first visitation is because there were factions of the Nordics that were working with the Nazis, and it was really hard to just trust anyone. Because the thing is, as humans, we don't see the larger picture. We're dealing with beings and things and technologies that operate on a much larger scale. They can manipulate timelines. Um, they can put weaponry on us. They can trip us up. They can mess up our you know, energy fields. Uh, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of obstacles there. But basically, the Nordics, there was some agreement that didn't take place with them. And from what I've come to understand with a lot of whistleblowers is that they were still trying to ponder it. They hadn't made a decision. They were all just trying to figure it out. And Eisenhower, what I heard, wanted to side with them, but his advisors or whoever was around him wasn't weren't in agreement because we were too vulnerable with the Cold War and everything. But I'm not here to you know stand up for him. Maybe, yeah, he, I, I don't know. I just studied a lot of whistleblowers. And I mean, it, it seemed like he at least had his heart in the right place for the human race. Um, and I think quite a few did. And of course, a lot of whistleblowers we hear about that uh, got off. So with certain laws being put in place in 1947 to make this top secret, you know, this is not the kind of thing you can talk about because something is signed into law that could actually really put you in a compromised position. He tried to invade Area 51. He tried to get to the bottom. it, He realized the situation was getting out of control. And so the Greys, I guess, came along and they presented themselves as being a dying race. And that started this whole other new treaty of things related to abduction. We'll only take a few. And they took a lot more. They didn't honor the treaty, but it was older than just him. And then supposedly, and I say supposedly because I don't like to sound exact, but beyond a reasonable doubt, that's why I share it. So I feel good enough about it to share it. And uh, uh, so eventually, like, Valiant Thor supposedly shows up. And, you know, right before the, you know, the 60s. And Craig Campobasso, a friend of mine, has put out a movie about it. And they wanted to help uh, assist humanity in learning how to heal and connect with spirit and and, and break free of these dark forces. And I know Eisenhower was definitely wanting what Valiant Thor wanted. And the Joint Chiefs of Staff or these other folks um, that... Our shadow government that have more control than the president, shut it down, wouldn't allow it. Supposedly they stayed on earth and are like in certain locations on the planet and haven't fully left. But it's just, you know, very you know difficult for them to be able to, you know, fully make themselves known. So some people say that story is false. I don't have any direct proof, but I do know somebody that's had Valiant Thor as a spirit guide her whole life. And she didn't know about my work, but Valiant Thor supposedly told her. You need to go meet Laura at this conference. You know, because Eisenhower hangs out with Valiant and Thor, and they were like her spirit guides or something, or they, she was bringing in a lot of stuff. And what came through her, and just her integrity and her pure heart, and just the stuff that she was sharing from him to me, I was just like, whoa, I got the goosebumps. Um, and I've heard some interesting channels from people like Carl Mollison, uh, where he's channeling Eisenhower and he's telling the whole story. So anybody can Google that. Carl Mollison uh, channels Eisenhower. And I'm very wary of channels. But if one reads it, we really get a huge taste of our history connected to the Anunnaki and how they use these beings and, and how maybe even the reptilians are trying to break free of the deep state and what's, you know, kind of happened. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a lot of rabbit holes. And I know you know how that feels and it's just like, woo, it never ends. But that's kind of uh, at least, you know, some points that relate to all that. But yeah, now that we're in this ascension window period, the mother energy has been able to return. The mother energy has not been in the planet for thousands of years because of all these cataclysms, exploded planets that dropped us down here, Malduk exploding, the masculine and feminine being off, the Atlantean cataclysm, Lumerian holocaust, Nephilim wars, all these wars. I mean, I could just list more, but eventually the Egyptian uh, Sumerian uh, war is what finally created that separation and, and we lost all our galactic memories and our DNA has been pretty compromised ever since then and now this ascension window period is all about the mother energy being able to return correcting all these reversals because the dodecahedron that represents the ether was put in reversal codes so that we would stay in uh, survival or you know we we either make a deal with the dark side and we're not really in service to humanity even though a lot of well-intentioned people end up doing that and not realizing it you know massive injustice lots of disease lots of you know issues we've been in a really really low density in this window period really uh represents the galactic cores of milky way and andromeda returning and that activation that we're receiving through cosmic waves through solar activity through things that are coming from the earth into our feet even is helping us to switch on dormant strands and awaken dormant chakras and we're about to you know get out of this this loop that we've been in because we're recognizing there's way more even than just the seven i mean the seventh chakra is great it's the crown, but there's a lot more that has to do with the hierogamic union and how we can synthesize our DNA again to the masculine and feminine, which is more about electric and magnetic, not so much gender, and also how the nucleic acids relate to the elements with the fifth element, the ether, being the mitochondrial DNA, which connects to the mother. And now that the mother's returning, that level of genetic damage that we all carry on some level as a humanity is being healed. And that's where it's like magic. Like, you know, and and, and it's very hard because... It's our natural state, but we're so taught to not be able to remember who we really are that the whole idea of ascension almost seems like a bunch of BS or people are like, no, 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 that's crazy. and But we don't realize we're barely functioning at our full capacity. And so this is our chance now. But the problem is, it's just like one thing after another, it's very difficult to maintain consistency and groundedness without feeling like your grounding cord's being snapped by some buddy some person some attack but uh you know this is why unification is everything because you know the more numbers can come together in harmony the greater our protection our in our energy field will you know buffer us but we can also do this on our own of course but um it's why these events are so important i'm so excited for dimensions of disclosure so i know i'm just kind of talking too much here but
0: no, it's, it's fantastic. Well, when I get interviewed on podcasts and I go on a wonderful rant at that speed, my top speed is pretty fast, um, and yours is even faster. And it's because you have so much to say. And the first thing that I wanted to share is um, before we we um, jumped on this, and I've seen you speak before uh, again in Washington. I think that was a disclosure event as well, and you were sharing. And you're looking for new information. So anybody who's you know looking at you speak and and listening, and you're 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 careful, you're trying to figure it out. So I just wanna say on your behalf, like to be easy on you for just like trying your best because when you go down these rabbit holes, you're trying to piece stuff together and then just share what you've learned so then the information's out there so then you can continue to learn, continue to grow and figure it out. You're not saying, hey, this is the be all end all way. This is where I'm at now. And that takes a, a tremendous amount of courage to even talk about this. My friends, I have almost 300 episodes of my podcast talking about stuff like this and they still think, we can't have a you know in-depth conversation most of the time because their their minds they don't want to wrap their head around it and that's okay but it's it's a big courageous leap forward to look at these things to try to figure it out and when I started my journey, it was figuring out why we still had war. It didn't make any sense to me. And as I went down the rabbit hole, I started to look at, you know, came down to big banks and then secret organizations. And then it would always go to ETs, but I would stop there because I was like, my friends already think I'm nuts enough. I am not going there. And then eventually I just had to go there. And then that hole opens up a tremendous bag of worms and it gets pretty intense. And so what I've learned, you know, and what you're sharing, a lot of what I've done and read in my own research aligns with a lot of that stuff and interestingly enough some of the work that i've done with uh native american elders clifford mahuti who's going to be there who's awesome david lone bear who is amazing and also uh carlos barrios who's a mayan elder they've all kind of said the same thing where they're like there's there's like hundreds of races here you know you're just not aware of them and it's in our history and you guys haven't asked us that's basically what they say. Is, is like you've just not asked us. You have your own books, your own education system, your own thing. You haven't you haven't asked, and so it's uh you know it correlates to a lot of what you're saying. So there's a million questions I want to ask, but I want to kind of throw two at you because you talked about uh, your great grandfather and his work, and he may is famous for some pretty amazing speeches and i'm curious if you know who uh malcolm moose is and if he had you know something to do with the speeches and and when he was uh leaving office and, and his communication with the general public and also the tick if you're familiar with i'm sure you are the tic tac event and why you think that happened because that's a pretty um obvious event when you look at that one it's a, it's a very uh Let's say a bold, a bold one. It's not like, uh, you know, somebody's crappy camera. This is like UFO footage of a military plane. Right. With a military plane, not of a military plane.
1: I'm not very familiar with that guy's name. And that'll definitely be something that I look into. And what, did he help write the speech is what you're saying?
0: Yeah, he was, he was apparently one of the advisors. So I, um, I had, you know, when I was going down the rabbit hole with you, you, you know, and, and looking at this stuff, I had to do a little bit of research and I was so excited. So he was one of the names that I came across and uh, just a political advisor at the time. And so I'm not sure um, that kind of relationship or what kind of uh, influence they may yeah. have had and if, if he had helped them or something like that. So I wasn't sure if there's anything. Yeah,
1: it sounds familiar, but I, I just wouldn't know enough to, to speak too much on it. Um, I mean, I think there's so much evidence out there that people ignore. And definitely that speech was really powerful because in a way, I mean, isn't that what it being a whistleblower is? It's like here, you know, there's, there's, there's something. And it's so funny because my Aunt Mary, she, she, she'll even say, you know, my granddad, you know, he's, he's one of the original whistleblowers. And like she even uses that word. And it's kind of wild um, because the, 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 there's certain things that I am able to share with the family that are so well received it's like, I know that on some level they really appreciate what I'm doing, but it's it's almost too sensitive of a subject to dive into too much. Um, and there's just some, you know, really amazing stories. But yeah, I mean, that that speech definitely, you know, helped us to, you know, look through that window. What does that mean? And it's so much more than I think we could ever imagine. I mean, the when I got recruited to go off planet, that's when I really understood, okay, uh, just the off-planet aspect of it, um, the ET government treaties, the secret groups that were, you know, planning these missions uh, in the event of catastrophe or, you know, something like that, which makes sense. But at the same time, when we're dealing with technologies that can create superstorms and Armageddon scenarios, how real are these events? And you know, are are these beings just wanting us to go off-planet for, you know, their benefit and and helping to create an artificial timeline that is not really an ascension event? Or is the ascension event just we get wiped out and we fortunately wake up somewhere else and we're just like hey everything's a little bit different, um, so a lot about the military industrial complex really you know does point to that and yeah I'd be very interested to understand more his advisors you know connected to that speech so there's definitely a, another thing that I'm you know gonna look into and yeah you know the thing is most people will look at any kind of information and they'll they'll always find some way to invalidate it or. And then, and then there's a lot of planted information. I mean, Stanton Friedman, who rest in peace, RIP, and William Cooper have different opinions about it, even things like the MJ-12 documents. One saying they're a hoax, one saying they're not. So and these are very important, you know, individuals. And it's really, really difficult to wrap our head around stuff to the point where it's almost like we just do we just form an opinion or like it's we can't sit there and do lie detector tests. And yes, we have intuitions, but man, we get so rattled with like constant information. Um, And it's just really hard to just sit in a meditative state and just all of a sudden be like, you know, having this aha moment because a lot of this stuff is, makes one want to crawl into a fetal position some days. But anyway.
0: Well, I totally agree with that. And, And, you know, I love where you're going with this because I feel the exact same way. So it kind of makes me want to ask a new question. When I go down these rabbit holes, I probably was in depression, I think for probably, I don't know, I'd say like two, three years when I went and I saw how dark it was and it was enough information to confirm that there is systematic suppression on this planet, you know, systematic slavery, genocide, uh, you know, systematic starvation happening. It, It just, it's there to see. And I'm like, who is helping? Who is out there trying to do something to make a difference and I couldn't find a lot of people actually doing anything positive and it became extremely disheartening and looking at this stuff it can be just crumbling and like you said there's planted information there's like you'll believe one person and then then a new thing will come up and then and then like you said Stanton Freeman who's respected you know and there's another respected person they have opposing opinions and so for you going down this rabbit hole what do you use to kind of discern information and you know try to figure out um you know what the truth is for you and also what is your view on what we can do as individuals and collectively um to have peace like within humanity first of all and i do think that there are systems in place to prevent that divide and conquer and all that kind of noise um which is pretty easy to find you don't need aliens for that you just need a little bit of research and uh, that one's easy and um and yeah and then ideally peace with exo you know other species however the heck that may work is it you know it's uh i'm thinking about the, one of those movies where you know all these different species come in you know over and over and over i think it's uh i can't remember but um valerian or something and all these different species come in so you need a new agreement for each and every one which sounds in- insane so i'm gonna stop rambling and give you those questions
1: it's no, great <laughs> yeah well uh with all the conflicting information so, so there's just areas that I'll just leave alone like I won't include in a presentation uh I mean there is a dot there when it happened is questionable right who it was under is questionable and so I just figure the president never really had any power a lot of leaders are used as tools anyway um and I think a lot of well-intentioned people you know are used not to you know discount Um, some of the, you know, awesome things that some of the leaders, you know, have done, Kennedy, Eisenhower, I mean, some people are critical about Eisenhower, I mean, I, I guess, maybe I'm a little biased, but I mean, he's had my back throughout my life, and I just, I know that we're working together somehow, there's no way I would have taken this mission on without having something come in through him, because it involves him so much, and there was actually a document somebody sent me that he was briefed about having a descendant born to finish what he couldn't do. And I'm like, okay, well, that makes me a little uncomfortable because, you know, I don't see myself. I mean, I'm just doing the best I can here, and I, I hope I'm doing good enough. And they said, no, 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 you're doing way beyond what they ever expected. I'm like, okay, I take it with a grain of salt. That's great. But um, so I can only share what I feel, like, good about. So I almost, like, muscle test in a way. You know, when I'm looking at information, it's just I, I really try and tune into, you know, what 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 sort of energetic – response am I getting? Is it making me feel grounded? Am I breaking a sweat? It's like, oh, truth. You know? It's like we can feel the, the vibration of truth. Um, and then sometimes if you know, things are really questionable, it gets too muddy, you know, I just you know, won't even go there or touch it or I- include it. Or if I do, I might just say, here's the two perspectives. And I just figure you know, there's a larger agenda. Different characters are put in different places, but it's not really about the characters. It's, it's so much larger. But then it's also just about our free will and what we choose to do with it even though our free will is somewhat limited. So I just do the best I can and I stick with what feels right because there's been so many close calls with death, whether it's because the energy's too much, whether it's because of some outside event. And I know a lot of us have had these kind of experiences, but it got to the point where it was life or death that the truth actually did set me free. The more I felt compromised or, or targeted because there's always been kind of targets on me to steer me off you know, to Mars and to put me on a different timeline. The, the only thing that really got me back in my body, cause I was, I was just so thrown and so thrown. It was really, really hard for me to be grounded was, you know, collecting certain information that I'd be like, Oh yeah. And, and it was almost like hearing the information helped me to come in my body. I'm like, well, this, there must be something to this because I'm actually feeling like I can actually come into the physical because, you know, like you're saying, it's like, you know, whether it's depression or just disassociation, not really being able to be here, you know, maybe some, you know, beam is coming at you. It's, very, very difficult to process this. And so humanity is going to go through just such a huge thing, wrapping their head around this stuff. And fortunately, we're all ready and prepared to be able to support them because we've been at this long enough. But, man, it's like, okay, they're going to you know, go through very similar, if not even more extreme, because I, I wasn't buying into the programming growing up. And it's still severe to find out about all this darkness. I can't imagine how most of humanity is going to react. But anyway, what I think is really important right now is we have to – just really see ourselves as that sort of team, you know, people are just going to lose it. They're going to act out. It's not going to be, you know, pretty for some. They're going to want to shoot the messenger, uh, you know, and and as the messages are are attempting to be as clear as, you know, possible, um, you know, we can only really do the best we can. What I've done is I formed a group of, you know, people who can vent about Ascension symptoms, and I do a call in astrology show for, you know, people to be able to work directly with their patterning, that's the best you know, that I can offer as far as my day job to really you know, work with people. But what I you know, would suggest is, you know, we, we as a community you know, are an example. It's like we've already processed through a lot of this stuff. There is so much good to look forward to. You know? So what I attempt to do, and I know this isn't a question directed totally about me, but um, I'll share a lot of really heavy stuff. But if I don't present like, the, the good news about what's really available, Um, I would feel really uncomfortable with having that person walk away without, you know, knowing some of that. So in my research, I won't stop at the dark stuff. I'm like, okay, as much as there's dark, there's going to be just as much light. And then there has to be an integration of polarity. If there's no integration of polarity, we're bouncing back and forth and we're um, being conquered and divided and we're choosing sides. We're not doing the work to integrate polarity. And so what I know I need in order to be able to breathe and be in my body is very much behind the presentations I do, because it's like, phew, okay, that in a way, like, you know, kind of, you know, helped me, and I surrendered a long time ago, it's like, use me, do whatever you want, just to make sure that humanity is going to be okay, we're all going to be okay, we're on a positive time, you know, whatever you need to do, then I'm like, man, that was really stupid, what was I thinking, Um, but it's sort of that surrender thing, so I think, you know, people need to understand, like, the reason we're being pushed to the wall, the reason we're finding out about all these crimes against humanity is really disturbing, but the good news is, is it's helping us to find ourselves again. We know that we've been compromised. We know we've been operating under programs. We know there's a lot of social engineering and social conditioning. So the good news is, is the zoo cage is being open and we're able to go back to our natural habitat. And then being able to do that and re-acclimating and strengthening ourselves in the face of that, and starting to you know greet one another no matter what race or what differences there are the ones that have an agreement to come together in unity is far greater than the darker forces and it doesn't matter that we're the same it doesn't matter that we look the same it doesn't matter what et race but we all have to make a devotion within ourselves that we're going to represent integrity harmony authenticity and we don't want to be controlled right so if we're authentic can we allow somebody else to be themselves do we have to attack them and belittle them because they don't quite understand where we're coming from. Maybe we don't understand where they're coming from. Maybe we don't like the people that they like to research. So what? Um, I think there's a certain level of spiritual maturity that has to come in. And, you know, just also humility. It's like, you know, we're not necessarily always going to be right. We might be, have to stand to be corrected. So it doesn't help to, you know, posture ego or have some spiritual superiority. Um, so I just think, you know, we're in a huge, huge growth period. And the things that we're going through personally, people are manifesting events in their life to really just be taken to like a a better place within themselves or the ramifications are pretty great. It could be a healthy, I mean, God only knows. So, um, I think there's great tools and modalities. You know, when we think of all the medicines out there, I mean, literally the, the amount that's available to us to heal from anything is so huge. If we can just go past the google search on like the worst case scenario from the medical conventional medical perspective it's like there's not one thing that has ever happened to me that i haven't been able to find an herb or knock on wood right you'll find out i'm diagnosed with something terrible next week no cancel clear delete that um but there's not one like herb or supplement or book or something that just gives me that you know peace that i need in that moment and again knock on wood because you know we're All doing the best we can. There's a lot of distortions and a lot of stuff coming in, but our power to heal and transform and rise above this crap is at an all time high. It has not been available for thousands of years to the degree that it is right now. So, what's possible now maybe wasn't possible before. And so, we have a lot of that sort of reflecting of the past and feeling that trauma of not having control, being compromised, being abused, and that stuff is still going on. So, as we liberate ourselves, we have a responsibility to help liberate those that are still compromised. And that ripple effect you know, is huge. And just sharing, you know, these modalities, these tools, the herbs, different types of supplements, you know, we're all here to support one another. And this is really what unity is all about. Um, And sacred union is really important. You know, knowing that love is really a priority. You know, we've been taught to just roll our eyes, you know, at every relationship conflict, like, oh God, here she goes again, or, oh, he's just being a, you know, it's like coming together and like learning real skills of communication. finding better ways to utilize our fifth chakra. Because if we look at 5D, it's very much the words we choose to speak. We can break a person with our words or we can uplift them and give them an incredible gift. And every moment we have a choice to make the world around us actually really beautiful, you know, or we can make it really ugly. And our thoughts, it's like, you know, we can't deny fears and depression and anger. So I think, you know, being really real with it and facing it And not being afraid of it or judging it is also really important i think it's a really healthy response to all the bs in the world of course we're going to get pissed of course we're going to get depressed and i'm tired of like people say oh that's so unenlightened it's like so what i don't care that i'm not enlightened i don't give a crap about enlightenment i want to feel into whatever it is that's going on because if i shove it back down just to seem enlightened that's an energy block and i just think now authenticity is huge we're healing from massive wounds We'll be, you know, we're already enlightened deep, deep down inside, but in order to really reach that that core, I think we just have to be as real with ourselves as possible and face our wounds and handle our wounds with the highest of integrity so that we don't injure each other because we're uncomfortable with the fact that maybe we're just not perfect yet. Um, and perfection is silly anyway. And, and I know that's not a word that any of us trip on, but um, I think the heart is the most important um, and you know, we get challenged, we get triggered. It's easy to get into that combative, you know, mode, but we all have a chance to step back, take a breath and, and choose a much higher approach. And that is what is going to co-create the Ascension timeline. Every moment we have a choice to uh, build upon that and strengthen it. So I guess that's my answer to what can we, you know, possibly do. Um, the earth is filled with medicine. I mean, just any bird that flies by I me, mean, any flower that is, it's just allow the earth to heal you. You know, when I just go on a walk and I just pay attention to every flower and every bird and everything, I'm just like, wow. I feel like I've I've just had the most amazing medicine. Um, And it's just right there. It's like the earth energies are in a different place than they've been in a really long time. And people might have a hard time wrapping their head around like the mother energy coming back into the planet. And this is something, you know, I would, you know, if if anybody wants to see my presentation, something that I really, really develop and help people understand. It's not so much about a figure. It's a planetary consciousness. And it's... And it's a real deal thing and it connects with the stargates on earth it connects with the you know crystalline grid and um it's offsetting all these reversal energies that have uh totally compromised us so if we can just face the dark but always have our larger picture vision on something so beautiful i think we can handle you know this great purging that's happening and we can really protect children and compromised adults or whoever that um, is still in those grips, and we need to forgive them because a lot have been through mind control projects and programs. They have not been in possession of themselves. They've been um, made to do horrific things through trauma and mind control, and it's not going to help to just cast them away. But you know, we have to be very careful too. You know, so anyway, we all need each other to put our heads together. I mean, how else are we going to be able to do it? Because uh, not any one of us could possibly have it all figured out, and and anybody who thinks that is going to create some level of division anyway so what good does it do
0: yeah wow you you said a ton there and i really resonate with what you said and i especially like when you're talking about you know Representing and embodying integrity, harmony, and authenticity. And I just had a great conversation with my buddy Clayton Cohn. Shout out, buddy! Um, and it was really about doing all these podcasts and really curious about myself and what's going on. Like, what's the best version of me that I can be? What's the limit of consciousness? Uh, you know, what are there superhumans out there? Are there aliens out there? How do I meet them? All these different things and what I've come to at this point in time anyways is looking at all of that stuff of higher consciousness, ascension, all those different things is I think it really is coming down to being more human, being more in your body, being more in this life. And it sounds like the, that you're talking about that as well. And in the spiritual community and, in and, and that it's getting a little bit, uh, one-sided with it's all, you know, you know, the, the, the to draw it out would be like everything's perfect all the time it's not if your mother dies you're gonna have a crap day and you're gonna have all these different emotions if you're feeling different things and the idea is to be human is to be in the experience and be authentic and that is a very powerful way to be and to be forgiving and that's incredibly powerful and incredibly enlightening and sometimes I get frustrated it might not be enlightened you know but I was like that's frustrating I was like I'll try not to stay there forever that might be you know a step in the right direction. Um, but you know, life is, is, it can be frustrating. So I, I resonate with that a hundred percent. And there's a million different questions that I, that I want to ask, but one of them is like, you know, with, okay, we're talking about like the Ascension and ETs and all these different types of things. And I'm curious I've heard before that there's a government protocol for contact and how would we identify if we're talking to an actual ET? Because in this space, there's a lot of people like that are channeling. And uh, I know that you're weary of that too. And you listen to it and it's like, well, this is very vague and that's very vague. And I'm like, okay, there's some interesting info, but I could also find that over here. Um, And then there's people saying, claiming to be aliens, all these different things. So I'm curious if there was a government protocol, you were, uh, um, um, privy to, or how would we identify one? Because things like Project Bluebeam and even Hollywood—if Hollywood wanted to put an ET and and mess with me in Cambridge—I would 100% believe it's an ET, and I wouldn't know the friggin' difference. And we'd be like, "Oh crap!" So I'm just curious if we know anything about that. And I'm gonna yammer in there. I know I want to be honoring your time. It's nine o'clock now. If you okay, have to wait.
1: oh, that's cool. No, yeah, just uh, we'll yeah I'll wrap it up in just a, a little bit here. Um, I just wanted to, you know, also just close that note because you remind me of something, you know, all these things that we feel, we have earth, air, fire, water, we're made of it. So that's why it's so important that we feel our authenticity because when we feel it, we heal it. And we turn those elementals around and we actually purify them. And then the earth responds to us because we're that connected. So if we're able to purify our inner elements, the earth has no choice but to respond. And now that the ether is available, that's the great purification that can come in and make it, you know, a lot easier because the presence of the mother and the thirteenth sign, the sun moves through the thirteenth sign. That's actually the only zodiac sign ruled by the ether, which is creating this this huge, you know, shift. So there's a lot about that I'll be presenting about at Dimensions of Disclosure. But to go back um, to yeah, like meeting an alien. Okay, so I know in a lot of ways we we already are in sort of a we have access to that higher part of ourself that could be called, you know, extraterrestrial or benevolent being, or even an ascended master, you know, the higher dimensional levels that have gone somewhat dormant um, are always there, just like our immune system is always here. But if we trash our body, if we don't take good care of ourselves, it's going to be very hard for it to do anything that benefits us. And it'll be something that we try and enhance and switch on and we might have a hard time doing it. And so I'm not trying to compare immune system to higher self, but it's just, um, you know, what? when something's available, but we just can't quite reach it. So as we advance ourselves, as we switch on dormant DNA, as we see the world change and this being like such a sort of grand central station for a lot of off planet beings and also, you know, subterranean cultures that are underground and, you know, all this crazy stuff. Um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with our own personal journey. It's like, we could all like go to, an event and have a completely different experience. You know, one person might meet a very dangerous character; another person might meet the love of their life. And I'm not going to go into like law of attraction or some sort of new age philosophy because I think there's different reasons for why things happen, and there's not one way to define it. Um, sometimes we're here to become senior to something. Sometimes there is that law of attraction, but to 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 say it's just one thing wouldn't be. But yeah, I just think you know everybody's going to maybe have a different experience. And as far as the governments are concerned, I think they're going to take us into just the the kindergarten like okay people aren't used to this people like us are but the the general population is not used to this is there maybe going to be a tactic to warm us up is you know an agenda um going to be implemented or is it all about you know how can we advance ourselves as a human race have advanced technology take care of those that are hungry and that need clothing and you know the basic needs of our our human family you know um and and different groups that you know Can help us to connect to advanced technologies that, you know, they have their hands on this sort of stuff, uh, the hidden operations, you know, that, 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 you know, can help us to heal. So there's that question of where does AI go too far? Where is AI streaming into something very, very dangerous? Where is it beneficial? And if it's beneficial, maybe it's only temporary beneficial. What if all of a sudden, you know, it bites us in the ass? So, you know, I don't know quite which agenda is going to show its face. Um, You know, some are saying that Trump is going to make 5G safe. I don't have any proof of that. So, uh, and and I did a recent interview that said that Q is connected to benevolent extraterrestrials that, have, that were pulled in for a particular reason. And so I have a total open mind to that. But I just don't have any information that I feel so solid about. I just feel like we're like, like anything could happen. And, and it's just, it's like we're in a lucid dream. I feel like I'm in a lucid dream. Like um, anything could possibly happen, but the only real trajectory that I can see and feel certain about is that we are going to ascend and I don't even like that word anymore. But we are going to switch on things that have been in lockdown. And, and it's going to you know change everything. And um, there are things that are going to try and prevent it. But if we can keep our energy out of the mind control and the programmings, these dark technologies don't have anything on us. Because the higher frequency that is available to us through expansion, through connecting with our wisdom and our hearts, and, and, and allowing ourselves to experience even some psychic attacks to get to the other side to break free, I mean, sometimes we have to go through dark pockets of energy to you know, break free. Um, that's gonna be an override frequency that helps those that are connecting to AI signals to come back into the alignment with organic ascension. That's what I think. Um, and, I, and I just believe that if enough of us are devoted and I can tell there are, and some people you know, talk about the number 144,000, it's gonna take that many to create whatever ripple effect uh, and sacred union partners coming together. I mean, I, I just don't think there's really any stopping us now, but the tactics being used to throw a person into their lower sort of energy or lower ego is still very, very strong. And um, and 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 that's, you know, just something to work on. And I just really feel like it depends on these things and that we're at a stage in the timeline where um, every choice that we make is feeding a possible scenario, not necessarily an artificial timeline, like we're vulnerable to that. A lot of humans are, and I do believe, an artificial timeline still exists, but the way we experience Ascension, I think is still uh, not totally determined. And if somebody has determined it, it might just be for them because they used to have, or they used technologies that were like chronovisors. Andrew Biciago talks about this in Project Pegasus, where they could look at future timelines, but they couldn't see anything after 2012. Same thing with looking glass technologies. When they tried to access future scenarios, it went blank after 2012, which to me really meant that we would get Our co-creative powers back that it's it's to be determined by us and that because we are like living planetary bodies in a way connected to the universe you know we're generating our own timelines from um you know ourselves and we experience each other based on a lot of the different growths we go through because if we go through a massive growth it's going to be very difficult to be around toxic people but if we don't allow that growth and we stay stuck with those toxic people it's going to affect the timeline we walk on so i just think um it's up to each individual to create you know, the most magnificent reality, and that word is almost too lofty. It's like, will it ever be magnificent? There's always gonna be something. But I just mean like having the capacity to come and go as we please, our DNA potential holds that of the most benevolent and higher groups. So the only real threat are the things that we unconsciously give our power to. The minute we make a statement with ourselves and we say that game is over, that relationship with that particular race is gonna change. So when we start to interface, whether it's part of like a larger world stage event with you know these races let's really hope that um we've got discernment we our bullshit meter works uh and we stay a part of this larger conversation so we we can protect one another and you know obviously we we have to fall down and get back up on our own at times but um i hope that wasn't a long-winded answer it kind of sounded like it but
0: no it was fantastic i i Love your rants and I'll sit here all day. I wish I could talk to you forever. This has been incredibly fascinating and forwardive and I'm super stoked at how fast you talk because I want you to uh, jam in as much information as you can. I want to ask you, because I want to honor your time, is there anything that you wish that I had asked you that you want to talk about and feel free to elaborate as long as you wish?
1: Well, I do want to share something about dimensions of disclosure. Um, But no, I feel like it was so thorough. I mean, we went all over the place and I really appreciate you just kind of letting me, uh, I, I just never know what's going to come out of me. And I just, I really appreciate the questions and you just made it such a comfortable and wonderful experience. And I definitely, um, yeah, I can't really think of anything else, but I will share with uh, uh, some information about dimensions of disclosure before we close. Is that cool?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. That's going to be an amazing event. We had Robert David Steele on. I think I'm going to be able to get David Senapass on before we go. And the panel there looks amazing. Sasha Stone was on. So it is going to be a packed, uh event and I wish I could be there. I'm gonna try to make it. I don't know if, if I can get I'm gonna try. I just had a, a newborn. I just had my daughter, so I don't know if I can leave home just yet. But um it's gonna be amazing. So I'm curious, what are you gonna be talking about?
1: Okay, well I'll be talking about a lot of what I already shared. Um, you know, just really getting into what's happening on the planet, what's led up to this, some of the events in our galactic history and, and just this alchemy that's available to really just, you know, get people pumped for, you know, just I don't know. It's very easy to kind of lose hope and lose faith, but um, there's a lot of positive messages, things uh, related to uh, just, you know, my, my story, the things that I learned along the way. Um, and, and this is from one of the organizers about uh, the fact that this event is sold out. And, and it says, this year, our live stream experience will be like no other. All of the speakers who are presenting on the main stage in the, con- uh, the Conscious Fear Ballroom will be expertly live streamed via five cinematic cameras bringing you a professional broadcast presentation. Join the conference and other live streamers through our interactive chat. We'll incorporate live streamers from around the world in the question and answer sessions, and you'll get to see outtakes and B-roll of the entire conference. Plus, as an added bonus, select workshops will be included in the 30-day playback, a completely unparalleled live stream experience. And um, so that's awesome. And yeah, I just wanted to also just... uh, I, I have a podcast and uh, it's a call in astrology uh, radio show that I do once or twice a week. I'm I didn't know you that. should have
0: known that. How many episodes do you have?
1: Oh, I pro- probably just not very many, like in the thirties perhaps.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I keep just, it going. Awesome. Yeah.
1: So I just started it and, and it comes with, you know, it's less than a dollar a day. Um, and you can find it on my uh, website, cosmicgaia.org And yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I share some stuff over YouTube, but some stuff is exclusively for the podcast. And it's just nice to be able to work with your own personal chart. And yeah, that's really all I have to say is, is just that little bit. And yeah.
0: Amazing. Well, yeah, definitely check out your podcast. You know, the podcast is a, is a lot of effort and there needs to be a lot more uh, up, upbeat content out there. So I'm glad that you're uh, producing them. And I hope people go check that out and support your work. So where, where should they, if they want to contact you, if they want to find out more about your work, your interviews, where's the best spot to go?
1: Well, I do, uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm on a Facebook quite a bit. I have a private group for people that, you know, really just want to work through Ascension Symptoms and be, you know, somewhat transparent and, uh, and that's Cosmic Gaia and that's a private group. And then, yeah, cosmicgaia.org is my website and out of all social media outlets or, or platforms, I'm mostly on Facebook. I do have a Twitter account and then my YouTube channel is Laura Eisenhower.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And as we said, as I told you before, I have a lot of respect for you and your work because I know the amount of courage it takes to step forth and kind of just throw it out there the best you can with what you know, which, which 90% of the world is like, that's, that's way too much. And, and you're doing it um, in, a, in a very graceful way. And thank you so much for just your continued effort for disclosure and everything you're doing. So thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me and congratulations to your newborn. And I look forward to seeing you at some event here soon.
0: Yeah. We'll cross paths again soon. Have an amazing day. Thanks so much. Thank you. Okay. See you guys. Peace. Bye. All right, guys, that wraps up that amazing episode with Laura Eisenhower. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please share it on social media, Instagram, Reddit, anywhere that you can get the word out. It means a lot. Leave a review on iTunes and support on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair, even toss a buck in the bucket helps immensely, and I appreciate it. For those of you guys who want to volunteer, who really are listening to the podcast and you want to help, um, you can you can hit me up at matt at There are some cool projects. Projects that I have underway and would love any type of support or help. So if you're interested in that, just hit me up. Would appreciate it immensely. For those of you guys who are interested in coaching, just hit me up, Matt, at zenathlete.com as well. Happy to help you out or speaking or training of your staff or whatever the case is. Just hit me up. Let me know what you have going on and uh, we'll see if we can make it work. So thank you guys so much for listening. I want to thank my sponsor again, Hello Ned. Go to HelloNed.com and use the checkout code CBD power to get 15% off any of their amazing products. And you can go to check out episode 272 and get a deep dive on who these guys are, what they're about and how they do business, all things that I that I like. And I like uh, the way that they're doing things. So happy to have them as a as a sponsor. So I think that wraps it up. Um, Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you. And uh, let's come to a state of peace and coherence before we close it out. So wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly, filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, empowerment, energy, inspiration, hope, enthusiasm, and ready to take on the rest of the day. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.